Hello, this is Joseph George with Hewlett Packard Enterprise, and welcome to the latest edition of the SMB Tech Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about a really interesting topic, the state of zero trust in small and mid-sized businesses. And joining me today is Derek Brink. Derek is a CISSP and VP and Research Fellow at Aberdeen. Welcome today, Derek. Hey, thanks, Joseph. It's glad to be here. This is Derek, everybody. Hi. Fantastic. So let's just jump right into it, Derek. So these days, there's a lot of discussion in the public square about zero trust strategies for cybersecurity. Is this an area of significant interest to a small and mid-sized businesses? Yeah, it is. I, zero trust these days is a kind of an overarching trend, and it's of interest to organizations of all sizes, including small and mid-sized businesses. Zero trust, the idea behind it is that if you're going to give access to enterprise resources, that access is always conditional. It's conditional on demonstrating and, and also sustaining over time, not just one and done, but sustaining this demonstration, some kind of predetermined level of assurance, also known as trust. And, and this is usually done in like a handful of different areas. So for example, do I trust the endpoint and device that you're coming in on? Do I trust the, you as a user? Do you, do you have a trusted identity? Do I trust the connection? There's the applications and workloads and data. This is kind of the, the crown jewels kind of resources that you're gaining access to. And then underneath it all, there's kind of the operations. Do you have visibility to stuff? And to contrast that, this is kind of the new thinking. It's not that new, really. It's been developing over, I'd say, at least 20 years. The idea is that traditional approaches have been based in the old, old days of, you know, keep the bad guys outside and the good guys are on the inside. So once you're let in, you're a good guy. You just roam around as you want. That's just less and less viable. Even small and mid-sized businesses today operate in an environment where the outside and inside just don't, don't really have any. So in, in the research, we did find uh, asking small and mid-sized businesses, it, the definition we used was 20 to 500 employees. It's among the top five funded initiatives they have for coming year for more than 90% of all the respondents. And just break that down, funded initiatives. We have 50 things we want to do, but not all get funded. And this is in the top five for more than 90%. Wow, that's interesting. And the concept of keeping the bad guys out and keeping the good guys in is old as time, right? Yeah. And really interesting that not only is it an initiative for 22, but also funded. I agree with you. That's a really key aspect to that. So now that we know that there's interest there, what are some of the areas that you're seeing, some of the specific areas where you see SMBs making investment related to zero trust? So with respect to endpoints and devices, one definite trend is that traditional approaches on the endpoints like antivirus and anti-malware, you know, those are signature based. And the challenge is that most malware is, is not uh, static, it changes. It's uh, polymorphic is I guess a fancy word. It changes over time. So it evades these kind of signature-based approaches. So that approach is giving way to more sophisticated solutions. Category name is endpoint detection and response, or EDR. So that's a, definitely a trend in endpoint category. On the user and identity side, passwords are notoriously weak, and, and yet they're still prevalent. But there's a definitely movement towards multi-factor authentication. And then if you're accessing you know, cloud-based resources, there's a category solutions called cloud access security brokers, or CASB, people say. So that's a trend. With respect to connections, we've got the encryption of the transport, we've got session management, we've got virtualization and networks. So all those things are helping to make trusted connections. And then with respect to workloads and data, these crown jewels we talked about, 
couple things. We want to leverage that in more ways. So there's a lot of integration being done, say, with APIs, as an example. And also there's investments in protecting those critical resources. So data encryption everywhere and also backup and recovery. And then on the operation side, just to cap it off, there's just the general hunger for knowing what the heck is going on. So solutions like third-party threat intelligence to understand what's happening and category called security information and event management, or SIM is how a lot of people pronounce it. Also, a lot of use, especially among small and mid-sized companies, of, of uh, managed services for detection and response. MDR, or managed detection and response, is also pretty high. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if our audience is very familiar with making some of those investments themselves or starting to right now. If we look at the drivers, what are some of those drivers that are that are motivating our SMB friends to make investments here? Yeah, I could put it into two buckets, I think. Drivers are always a balancing act. But we again, we ask questions specifically of the small and mid-size, which we define as five to 500 employees. So external environmental contextual drivers, very high in the list. The, the computing infrastructure is really complex. We've got desktops and laptops and mobile and connected devices or internet of things, some people would say. And we've got even operational technologies, you know, the manufacturing stuff and legacy and embedded systems, all kinds of stuff. And it's just more and more complex and less and less of it. We have management on premises. A lot of it's in the managed as cloud-based services. That was really number one, two thirds of all the SMBs in, in our study said that was a driver. The threats landscape is really sophisticated, got supply chain attacks and ransomware that's operationalized, all these things that we hear about constantly in the headline. 60% of, of all respondents mentioned that. A um, little more than half of respondents talked about just the frequency and the volume of hygiene requirements. You got to do patching. You've got so many vulnerability disclosures and signature updates and config changes and patching and upgrades and all that stuff that has to have to happen. Internally, though, you, you've also got things that are high. I mentioned it already, just visibility into what's happening. It's lacking. And so that's a driver. I call that more of an internal one. And also, not that it's lower in terms of percentage, it's almost 40%. But let's not forget that what we're trying to do here is enable the business. We don't just do all these things for the sake of doing security stuff. They're trying to enable their strategic business objectives or, or technology initiatives. For example, work from home, work from anywhere these days. It's, most companies' minds and also digital transformation type stuff. So kind of external contextual stuff and also internal, let's let's make the business better stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm just based on what you said, it seems like there's not an awareness issue when it comes to the need for investing in cybersecurity. In fact, when you look at the news, the headlines just seem perpetually full of example after example of the latest data breach or disruption. Yeah. But then when you think about small businesses and mid-sized businesses, some of them might be thinking, yeah, we see those things, but we're too small to be a target. Those things would never happen to me. What do you say to customers like that? Well, first I'll say I'm with everybody who's got any kind of headline fatigue, and I have it too. If we want to think about risk, how likely is something to happen to us? And if it does happen, what's the impact? So we really have to think in terms of risk. So on the likelihood side, I'll, I'll just say this. So there's there's data out there. One that most people have heard of is the annual Verizon Data Breach Investigation Report. The 2021 Data Breach Investigation Report, about 30% of the investigations of incidents were found to have a confirmed data breach. 
across such a wide range of industries. Now, if you break that down between larger organizations, more employees and, and smaller, it was a little bit bigger for larger, 37% for the larger ones, and the smaller it was just a little bit under 25%. So maybe a bit less likely for the SMBs, but still much too high. Yeah, that's that's higher than I thought it would be, Derek. Wow, for SMBs. Yeah, everybody can go look at that data themselves. It's interesting to have a wonderful source of data there. And on the impact side, I'd suggest that a larger organization might be able to absorb the cost of that in a regulatory compliance violation or a significant disruption of your business. For a larger business, maybe you can absorb that more easily. For a small business, maybe that's just a financially devastating situation. Really, the, the, the message is think about it in terms of, uh, of risk. But don't get caught up in the fear-mongering headlines. Stay focused on the risk and making good business decisions regarding what you should do. Wow, great, great information, great education uh, on the whole state of zero trust in small and mid-sized businesses. Derek, really thank you so much for coming and talking to us today about this. Very much an educational topic for me and I'm sure for our audience. Thank you. Bye, everyone. And thank you, audience, for listening to us today. We appreciate you joining us. If you'd like to learn more, we will direct you to the Zero Trust Checklist from Aberdeen on the link below. And we hope to see you next time. Thanks for joining us.